Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode number seven of the Nordcast today. It is the Halloween special. Quite a spooky episode today, I guess. Uh, I'm joined here with Carter. How's it going? And Jack. What's up? And we actually have a special guest for a Halloween episode today, and it is a big one. This guy has 66,000 followers on TikTok, 1,700 followers on Instagram, 1,300 followers on Twitter, and 1800, 1,800 subscribers on YouTube. We have the big man himself, TKD Max BJAK. Hello. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. We got to awesome bring on the big Bruins, man, for oh, our of course. Of course. Bruins segment that. podcast. Uh, and, I mean, that's going to be our main topic today, talking about the Boston Bruins. But first off, I do want to say one thing. I didn't mention this to the guys, but – the World Series is on right now. So, who do you guys? Who, what are your predictions for the World Series? I know we're game two is on right now. I'm not sure what the score is, but um, what do you guys think? I think Phillies in five, and that could be biased. But Phillies in five. I said Astros in five, but I hope they don't win just because they're cheaters. I want the Phillies <laughs> to win. Yeah, I, I do want the Phillies to win. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna say they win. win. I'm gonna say I don't. I don't follow baseball ever, but um. I know about the Astros cheating scandal and no matter what now I hate the Astros. So we're going, yeah, to you're not even alone. if they didn't cheat this year, like, yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't know if they have yet. No, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's three, nothing right now. Top of the fifth you beat for the Astros. So. Astros. Oh, dang it. I, I, I said the Astros would win game two. And then I think the Phillies would go back home and just win everything. Yeah. Cause yeah. win the next, they're, they're good at home. Yeah. So. And baseball is weird. Cause they have like the three games at home now. Right. And yeah, then six and seven like, would be back in Houston, I think. I yeah. think so. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah, that's how they do it. It's weird. Okay, but anyways, enough about baseball. We're gonna talk about the big bad Bruins today. So the Boston Bruins, as of right now, are, if I'm correct, eight and one right now. They are at the top of the league, top of the East. They are just dominating on all cylinders. And when it looked like at the start of the year, Things weren't looking so good because Marshawn was out. McAvoy was out. There was some other questions regarding this team. Uh, there have been some injuries as well midway through this season. But still, the Bruins. New head coach, on. too. Oh, yeah, that as well. Jim Montgomery yeah. coming in as a new head coach. And really, this team um, surprised me. I, didn't, I, I thought they'd be solid, but I didn't think they'd be this dominant so early. Um, they have been very, very good. And to the, to the surprise of a lot of people, Brad Marchand has returned to the lineup way earlier than expected. I figured he'd be back like Thanksgiving, but nope, he comes back way earlier. So, Max, how do you yeah. feel as a Bruins fan right now? I can't imagine you feel any. I feel pretty good, but it's like cautious optimism because I feel like they're playing higher than what their expectations are. Usually the Bruins start off pretty slow. Everybody thinks they're going to be like – a wildcard team or miss the playoffs and then they get hot and they end up like riding into the playoffs but then sometimes they cool down going into the playoffs so it's kind of like weird optimism because Marshan has played for one game McAvoy's still not back but is it just like trying to prove themselves new head coach and just going are teams going to start figuring them out I don't know I don't want to get too excited but at the same time like we're eight and one so it's kind of hard not to be excited well, you know, it is early, so, like, there are a couple teams that are struggling to get into the rhythm, which it, it does make sense that happens. Yeah. I mean, teams that are not doing so good right now, Florida's one of them. Um, Tampa's looked pretty mediocre. So there's a couple teams there that have are struggling to get into the 
get into their theme, but the Bruins had no trouble getting to it so early. And I yeah. definitely think that, I mean, with McAvoy out, I mean, this team kind of did have something to prove. There were some people that were doubting this team heading into this year. Um, I mean, I was kind of one of them. I was saying they're probably going to finish like maybe fourth or fifth yeah. in the division. And that was only because of how like the questions between Ottawa and Detroit, but yeah, this team so far has looked really, really good. And I mean, yeah. I don't want to, like, like you said, I don't want to get my hopes up too much because there is still a lot of time before playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see, but I, I think that definitely McAvoy can come back. Uh, that blue line will be improved, will be improved a lot more, but so far it has looked pretty solid. Um, Carter, Jack, you guys have any thoughts? Yeah. yeah I mean, well, Oh, go, go ahead, Carter. Go ahead. Go all ahead. right. All right. I'll go. So w- one thing, their goaltending has been really good, especially mm-hmm. from Linus Olmark. Like looking at him, he's six and oh, he is yeah. one of the few undefeated goalies remaining. He's 1.7 goals against average and nine, four, five save percentage. Like this, yeah. this guy has looked awesome to start he the has. year. Pasternak. 17 points in nine games. He is firing on all cylinders right now. Bergeron, a point-per-game guy. Krejci, point-per-game guy. A lot of guys just under that. And Marshan, first game back, he puts up three points. Yeah. This, like, honestly, this is this is looking like a really good Bruins team. And in a tough Atlantic division, they're looking, like, so far, they look like they could take it home. But That's the thing, too, because yeah. it's like, the Atlantic, everybody's expecting to be so difficult. So these early games might end up really mattering oh, compared 100%. to other divisions where like if, you know, a, a team in like like the Oilers starting off a bit weaker, they could probably still make the playoffs if they start really slow. Whereas in the Atlantic, you kind of don't have that space to suck at the beginning. No, there's there's too many good teams in that division yeah, for you yeah. to afford to be slow. So I mean, in the whole Eastern Conference too. Yeah, yeah 100%. This- I'm I'm also I'll throw this in here too. This could honestly be huge for Boston because like let's let's look at a team like I don't know Ottawa, but Ottawa's looked yeah. solid so far, and I mean it's the only Bruins loss. Yeah, and um, they're like a team that like people were wondering, are they going to make the playoffs? Are they not? And that was one of those teams that was like, eh. So maybe let's say you know they, I mean hypothetically, actually no, I'll use Florida as an example. Ottawa's a bad one because they've been good to start the year. Florida's been pretty mediocre. So let's say Florida is mediocre and then they start heating up and then come playoff time, like a week before the playoffs, this team's a couple points out of the wild card spot and look at the Bruins. They're right in there. So let's say, and the Bruins, like you said, they could cool off and yeah. they could finish at one of those wild card spots. So I definitely think a good start is definitely huge. For sure. And I'll throw in another question too before Jack gives his thoughts because we always forget about him. Uh, how has Pavel Zaka <laughs> Usually been so far? Me. What's that? How has Pavel Zaka been so far? Pavel Zaka, I've actually really liked. David Krejci was injured uh, for the Blue Jackets game. Um, and so he's apparently day to day for now. He took that high sticking from Rasmussen that got him the two game suspension. But Zaka slotted in as the second line center alongside Hall and Pasternak. And he looked great like he's very versatile we put him on the fourth line the first line the second anywhere wing center he's been super versatile something that eric howla wasn't perfect at um he's been great on the four check i really like him i think that trade made sense and i think zach or i think uh is doing good in new jersey as well so it's kind of working out as a good hockey trade nice one for one deal yeah, really solid, um, really underrated uh, acquisition there for, for the sure. Bruins, obviously. Jack, what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, they've just been a great team overall. That's I haven't watched any of their games, I'll be honest. But, like, I watch these highlights, and, I mean, forwards clicking, defensemen clicking, goalies great. Uh, I mean, yeah, anytime you can start off a season 8-1, and one, that's huge. And uh, I don't expect them to slow down, honestly. They've looked really good. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Um, who do they play next game? Do you know? Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. This week, this week is going to be the tough week because they, uh, they play the Penguins. I know they play the Leafs next week as well. It goes pe- at Pens, at Rangers, at yeah. Leafs, and then they finish it uh, at home in uh, at St. Louis. Or yeah, Saint Louis. and I think like the Hurricanes are up on the schedule too fairly soon. Uh, I could mm, be no Hurricanes aren't till the twenty fifth of November. So okay. You got a you got a little bit of time to got a little bit of time to. McAvoy <laughs> might be back around that time too. So. Yeah, so it is going to be a huge week. Definitely going to be a big test. But honestly, if they keep playing the way they're playing, I think it won't be that big of a problem. For sure. Uh, to be honest. So I think this team will do pretty good. So the last thing that I have uh, before we get into the trade, which kind of like intercrosses into our next topic. Um, are you still, how do I, how do I word this question? It involves Bruce Cassidy and Jim Montgomery. Are you still mad at Don Sweeney for firing Bruce Cassidy? No. And I think I jumped the gun a little bit on freaking out. Cause I didn't think there was anything wrong with coaching, but sometimes it doesn't have to be like an apparent, Oh, the coach sucks. It's just like maybe the guys just need a refresher. And I think Brandon Carlo touched on that. Like Cassidy's voice was kind of getting annoying. Not annoying. That's a bad word. But it was kind of getting like you hear the same thing from the same voice over and over again. Yeah. And so it doesn't like change, you know, if nothing changes for them. And Montgomery, it's a new voice, new expectations. And he's allowing the team to play a lot more offensive. That's why Pasternak's putting up such insane numbers. And everyone's producing offensively because Cassidy would punish players if they made a tiny mistake. Montgomery's like, it's okay if you make mistakes, your teammates will back you up on those defensive errors and then just keep playing offense. And it's working so far. So we'll see if it keeps working. Yeah. Cassidy's a good coach. I'm not going to deny that. He's done good things for this Bruins team, but yeah, I agree with you. Maybe they just needed like a new voice in that locker room. Exactly. And I think Vegas is what second in the league right now. Yeah. Vegas Cassidy is. So yeah. Like, it's not like he's a bad coach. It's just need a new voice. That's not yeah. always a bad thing. Yeah, I'd like to quickly jump in and say one thing. Yeah. Jack, are you okay? Oh, after the Hawks loss? Yeah, I was watching. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just saw it. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, um, any last thoughts on solely the Boston Bruins? We're about to intercross topics here. So any last things? Okay. No, they've they've just looked great. So yeah, yeah exactly. All right. So with the Bruins being good, they did make a trade on Thursday. Um, the Bruins acquired goaltender Mikey DiPietro and defenseman Jonathan Myrenberg. In exchange, the Vancouver Canucks received forward Jack Stanika. And at this point when this trade happened, the Canucks haven't won a game yet. So, Max, I'll go to you first. What are your yeah. thoughts on this deal overall? Um, for the Canucks, I don't really understand the logic behind that. Stanika is not going to be a game changer by any means. Maybe not yet. Um, he's a decent prospect. At one point, he was like the best prospect of the system. I never really believed that, but Bruins also have a really weak prospect system. But he got a few chances here and there. Bruins center depth has always been really strong. Marsha or Bergeron, Krejci, Coyle, Nosek now as well. So when Stadnika would get his chance, he wouldn't really have a lot of opportunity to flourish. A team like Vancouver doesn't have as strong of a forward core, so he has more opportunity to possibly succeed. But giving up 
two prospects. And I heard um, Myrenberg, he's like one of their best right-hand defenseman prospects. So I don't necessarily understand that move because if you're going to give up a prospect like that, maybe package in some other guys to get an actual good roster player instead of a guy who's going to be like a bottom six forward. But for the Bruins, it made sense. They had to do it. I think the reason why they dealt, um, they made this deal all around for Vancouver was yep. because they, I think they wanted to get Mikey DiPietro out of there. And there That's were a good those, point. There were those rumors of DiPietro maybe wanting to leave Vancouver because let's face it, Vancouver's goalie system, although it doesn't look good right now, it is, it is pretty deep. There are some solid goalies all sure. down to the backup at the AHL level with Abbotsford. So, you know, they wanted to get him out of there and maybe give him more of a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why they dealt him to Boston because they already have two solidified yeah. goalies. And even in the AHL, the Burns have two tandem goalies that like, so you have to wonder if maybe, one of those Burns goalies are getting flipped. The Burns are going to have to make another trade when McAvoy comes back. They're going to need to free up some cap space. So there's a potential package deal coming soon. I don't think Sweeney's done yet. And I'm not sure, and I'll I'll say this too while you throw that in. I'm not sure why the Canucks didn't take advantage of that and tried to get a defenseman now. Like maybe they'll do it in the future because I did see, uh, I think it might have been Puck Empire, but I saw a post saying that they will need to trade probably another defenseman or somebody to clear cap space. Um, but I'm not sure. But as for Vancouver's side of this deal, um, they did trade Jason Dickinson and Sonika's a center, right? He's a center, correct? As you said, center. Sonika is a center. Yeah. He, they tried experimenting him with some wing, but he's, he's a center. Yeah. He's a bona fide center. So they did trade Jason Dickinson over Chicago, which he's looked, he's looked good so far, right, Jack? Yeah. He's looked very good. Uh, so I think Stanika, I mean, like he's younger and that's definitely better than a guy like Jason Dickinson. So yeah. maybe he comes in, slots that fourth line center or third line center. Could be solid for Vancouver. For sure. I didn't think it's what they need right now. I thought Me neither. Me neither. Kind of and that's player. kind of my point too, is like if you're going to give up two prospects, even if DiPietro wanted out, package for something you actually need. Not necess- not a, you don't need a bottom six center. Yeah. No, yeah. sorry, guys. Carter. Do you guys do you guys have any thoughts? Me and Max kind of just like talked back and forth there. Yeah. No, I, I mean he's I, he's the Bruins expert, so he has the right. <laughs> yeah. No, I I was honestly I was shocked that they traded for like they got Di Pietro. Like I don't know why they like I know that they needed another piece in that, but I don't know if yeah. like like because as Max said, their goalies are fantastic. Like in the NHL, they're good. Even in the AHL, they're solid. So. I don't know if like a goalie yeah. was that piece that they needed or I don't know, but as, as you said, Sweeney's not done. So I don't think so. So, well, DiPietro might be getting booted again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe. But in addition to Sweeney not being done, I also don't think the Canucks are done either making moves. And we're going to give a little bit of an update in the last episode. We talked about Vancouver and how they were, I think, Oh, and four when we made that episode, um, so they were not good at all. And we said that, you know, they have every chance to turn this around. They were coming off of their home game. They lost against Minnesota, but Hey, they were going home. They were going to do solid and they lost to Buffalo. There were jerseys being thrown on the ice. It was not a fun atmosphere. They lost to Carolina too. And then they made the Stanika trade. Then they won against Seattle. And then they made this trade with Carolina, which we'll get into in a second here. And then they won against, I think Pittsburgh. So I'm going to ask this question before we get into the Canucks and this could become a whole entire different discussion. 
What are your guys' thoughts on jerseys being thrown on the ice? If anybody wants to chip in, whoever wants to go first, what are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I just think they're trying to show the team pretty much that they're done with their BS. Uh, start winning games or we're going to stop supporting you pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird move, but yeah. yeah. I personally could never see myself throwing a jersey. Yeah, yeah same. No. I, I love no. my jerseys. That too, and they're expensive. Like Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't see how it hurts the team. You already paid for the jersey there, and he made merch sales. You're just <laughs> yeah. throwing it on the ice. Yeah, you're but just throwing crap on the ice. That. If anything, don't go to the games. And if when attendance rates drop, then it's like, whoa, maybe we should change something. Yeah, exactly. It's like Ottawa. Even though nothing happened from that, they still didn't go to the games, and that's why they had such low attendance for so many years. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid that you're throwing away such nice, expensive jerseys. It doesn't make any sense. Um, no. Honestly, if I was in Vancouver, I would have ran onto the ice and got those jerseys because I, <laughs> yeah. I'll be dead honest. Like jerseys are expensive. And especially with like, I mean, Canada's probably might be the same way, but like with inflation going up here in America, oh, yeah. like yeah. it is so it, that jerseys cost so much. Oh yeah. Like even jerseys on clearance, they're expensive. So like it's yeah. just, it's just crazy. I hate it, Carter. Yeah, I, I don't understand the point of it. Like if ugh, there's so many, like there's so many other ways that you can like show it, and like just sure. completely disrespecting a team that you've like, like these people have watched this team for their whole lives. Just completely disrespecting 100%. something that you've been a fan of and watched for so many years is just. I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. I don't like when fans do it. Like sometimes they just do it to try and be like, Oh, like I'm going to do this. It'll be funny. And then it's, <laughs> it's just stupid. So I'm I not a big fan of it. They regret it. I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. The second that Jersey hits the ice, they're like, why did I do that? Yeah. Or, or, you know, you get a guy like Leon Dreisaitl and he throws it right back to the fan. <laughs> oh yeah. I saw you that. Guys see I that clip. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even, even like, I'm, I'm going to say this too. Even like during a hat trick, like I sometimes I like this one game that I went to was a Phantoms game and a Phantoms player scored a hat trick and I threw my hat onto the ice. I'm like, why did I do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I get it's for like a good reason and it's like a trend, but like, I'm still like, why did I do that? Like, it's just, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, going back to Vancouver, um, they made the trade with Boston, but they also made the trade with Carolina. And this one I think made a lot more sense than the Boston for sure. Vancouver. So they made a deal with the Carolina Hurricanes. They acquired defenseman Ethan Bear and Ford Lane Peterson in exchange for a 2023 fifth-round pick. This makes a lot more sense for Vancouver, and as well as that, Ethan Bear to Vancouver, that has been a thing since, like, I think July of yeah, the dawn of time. So thank God it happened uh, at this point. And, I mean, Ethan Bear isn't, like, the biggest defenseman in the world that you could have solid. But he's gonna definitely improve that. And I mean, so far after making these deals, they're two and zero, so they're on the. They may be on the rise. I'm not gonna go all crazy about it. But do you guys think Vancouver could turn it around? I mean, it is early, but what do you guys think? Do you think they can? One hundred percent. Like they have a talented enough roster with just Pedersen, Hughes, and Demko alone to not be this bad. They're gonna turn it around. Are they a playoff team slash like second round team? Probably not. Maybe. 
I think if they make the playoffs, I don't think they go any further than no. round one. If, no. they, if they get they to get round, I'd be shocked. They'll probably get mm-hmm. bounced. And especially if they're like a wild card team, they're going to play like Colorado or Calgary or some team like that. They're going to yeah. get bounced. So that's so, 100%. Sure. Sure. Uh, do they play tonight? Uh, they do not. They played last no. night against Seattle. They play tomorrow. They play tomorrow? Do they? As far as I am aware, yes. Uh, no, they do not. Oh, well, then I'm wrong. Who do they play? They play Tuesday against the Devils. So, so they get a nice little rest. Yeah, there is some time there to rest. But, I mean, like, honestly, we did say this in the last episode. We did say they could turn around when they were 0-4, but they kind of did. They kind of didn't. So, I don't really know. Hopefully, this Ethan Bear acquisition will do a lot better for them. And I know we're going to talk about this team later, but I do want to say if this team does improve and come the trade deadline, they need some big blue liner acquisition. John Klingberg, that's who I'm yes. looking at. If if they if this team turns it around and let's say they're like, you know, they're like a solid team, but they need that final blue line piece, I think John Klingberg would be great for him. One hundred percent. And mm-hmm. I mean like this is a this is a win now team and you were kind of seeing them get kind of desperate here just with these trades. And I mean, it's, it's helped them win games so far. Uh, at least, uh, have they won one or two? They've won two. two yeah. Two. So they've won two games since those trades. And I mean, yeah, they've looked good on uh, these past two games and yeah. Win now team. Uh, I'm sure they'll make a playoff push. I think that, um, and then Jack, you reminded me of something that I also saw on Instagram. I think that, and I think Elliot Freeman was the one that's, um, suggested this but he was saying that maybe just because of vancouver like making these desperate trades and not wanting to just fully tear it down is mainly because of how ownership feels maybe ownership doesn't want this team to rebuild and they don't want this team to just tear it all down honestly i think they should and i know a lot of other tech talkers have talked about how this team is just mediocre and mid and like i mean like Honestly, really, I think this team could be solid if they improve that blue line, but I don't think they go anywhere past no. the first round, even if they get a guy like John Klingberg. No. So, I don't know. What do you think, Carter? Yeah, like looking at like looking at their team, like again, they had a road trip to start the year. Yeah. That's so not- that's that's not always a good thing to start off with, but you know, they're they're out of their winless rut. Like that's that's all like sometimes that's all a team needs is a couple games to win. You get the ball rolling and it's it's gonna keep going. So they have some winnable matchups coming up too. Like I was looking at their um their next couple games here and like there's some definite winnable matchups in there. Like you got um what do they got? They got they got they got the Devils that they could probably beat the Ducks, which they can for sure beat. Montreal possible to beat. Like they have a couple winnable matchups coming up, which can definitely help them there. Pedersen's playing well. He's point per game right now. The only issue that I'm looking at here is Besser is now hurt. Um, really? I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is though. Cause I checked the score and it's und- it says undisclosed. So I don't know if any of you know, but uh, I haven't heard anything. He may not have gotten reevaluated yet. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we'll all see. I know is he's on injured reserve in one of my fantasy leagues. So I'm a little upset on that, oh. but <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, fantasy's been rough for me. So oh yeah, same. I'm I'm about to be zero and three. I'm I'm terrible. I think but, I'm I think in the Nordcast league I'm like one and one. But I'm yeah, I'm gonna be zero yeah. and three in that. I have Krejci, Pasternak, and Marshan. So 
Well, you, that's a good stack. Yeah, because you have <laughs> the Boston Bruins as your AHL team. Well, it's finally like one of the few seasons where Marshan drops really far and people kind of forgot. So I yeah. picked him up in like the fifth round and put him on an IR, but he's yeah. like already back. So it's. It's yeah, huge. that was a very smart fantasy pool there. Uh, yeah. And then I got one other thing. Mikheyev, he's starting to find his groove to four points in his last two games, two goals in their first win, two assists in their last one. He's looked pretty good. He's looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, arguably their biggest acquisition in this offseason. And I'll go back to the blue line. That is kind of what is concerning. Uh, I, I mean, like if I'll honestly like if this team even went out and like acquired like a mediocre, like top six forward. I mean, like they lost out on Klingberg and that was probably the best defenseman in the market uh, for this off season. But like, if they just went out and like even got like somebody like Ethan bear at the beginning of the year, maybe they wouldn't be as bad as they are right now. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know, but yeah, do you guys have any last thoughts on the Canucks? Anything? All right. Well then we're going to move on into the headlines and we're going to start off with a big one, and it probably refers to the episode title. Phil Kessel is the NHL's brand new Iron Man after the record of Doug Jarvis was broken last year by Keith Yandel, and Yandel obviously retired. Phil Kessel was just like literally like right behind him, and he broke the record uh, this past week against the Toronto Maple Leafs and also scored his 400th career goal. And it's funny how the, the mo- and I think. Uh, Michael Barner talked about this when we had him on the podcast. Uh, he said how it's funny how the most unathletic, unathletic player and like the player who like will drink Coca-Cola and like won't do like the workouts or anything like that. And is like one of the most funniest players and one of the most meme worthy players in the NHL is literally the NHL's Ironman and has played almost a thousand games in a row, which is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Incredible. Just to think about that, like we celebrate when a player hits a thousand career games because that's such a big milestone and he's about to do it without missing one, like consecutively. Yeah, that's That's so hard to do in the toughest physical sport. One of like, yeah, it's insane. And I I feel like it's not getting as much because it is Phil Kessel, like you said, the Coca-Cola, the hot dogs, like the memes. It's not getting as enough of a like, this is actually an insane accomplishment to actually do considering as well there's deep playoff runs in there as well like it's not just the regular season we only count the regular season but there were deep playoff runs winning two cups with pittsburgh back-to-back years like those add up you'd think at least but he just keeps trucking along there's something in that coca-cola i think more players have gotta, <laughs> gotta get on that honestly i think that's i think that's exactly what it is and you know it's funny how the streak started in his debut as a Maple Leafs player, and he broke the Ironman record playing against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, yeah, wow. I thought that was, I thought that was funny. pretty funny as well. What is kind of funny, too, is Kessel was drafted by the Bruins, but if you notice most like NHL graphics or anything when they celebrate it, they haven't posted anything of Kessel in the Bruins jersey. Well, it's because that's kind of easily forgotten. but like you, It is, but like, it's like they'll show when he played for Arizona. But yeah. I feel like most most and, like, people kind of the- see most people kind of see Kessel as a leaf, like honest. Like if, 100%. if you think when Phil I think Kessel, I don't think most people think of Bruin. Most people will go straight. Very to true. Him. You're not wrong. Um, yeah. a but lot as of a Bruin fan, think I think of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of people will think Penguins too, and you know me, I'll think Arizona. 
but I mean, yeah. you know, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, but like, I will say this though. He did start the streak when he debuted as a Maple Leaf. So like, maybe that's why he's not in any of the graphics as a Bruin. You're right. Yeah. That's actually a good, and you know what? That actually is the reason. Never mind. <laughs> all the games were played after Boston. Yep. Never <laughs> forget Bruins. Ignore that. <laughs> forget the Bruins. Um, and you guys let you guys know that I like to throw in questions. Um, and we'll try and go through this quickly because we're almost out of time in this meeting. But do you guys think Phil Kessel is a Hall of Famer after this? He's in the four hundred goal club. I don't know if he has a thousand points, but he has played a thousand over a thousand games. Almost has played a thousand games straight. What do y'all think? It's mm. close. I I don't know, man. You guys, I, I want to hear what you guys I want to say it. yes. I want to. I yeah. I want to say yes too, but. Uh, I think I think he does. I think he does. I think he does. I think does he, he have does. a thousand points? I'm looking at it. No, he does not. He has. He does not. Okay. Well, well, he'll probably get there. Right? He has nine hundred fifty-nine. He oh, yeah. point club. He's in there. He'll hit yeah. a thousand. Yeah, I think definitely. But I mean, like, I think I think he has a better chance in making it than a guy like I don't know Patrick Marlowe. Although he has played the most games in history, I still think he has a better chance. But I mean, yeah, yeah. just a just a pretty cool milestone yeah. overall. And well, I wasn't sure either, but like I was thinking, you know, he won two cups. But if he was just like a mediocre player on those cup runs, and it doesn't matter. But he put up twenty two points in the twenty four games in the first one, and then twenty three and twenty five in the second one. I think that's a Hall of Famer. He was a key key member to both those cup wins. I I think he's in. Yeah. Was he on I, any Olympic teams? I might have not that I'm aware. I can, I know they count international stuff as well. So if, yeah, I always I always forget about the Olympic stuff. He might have been on World Junior teams, but I got no I got no idea. Uh, anyways, moving on here, the Coyotes last night played their first game at Arizona State University against the Winnipeg Jets. They lost three to two in overtime. Here's Carter doing his little dance because his Jets beat the Coyotes. Yeah, suck on that, Nord. But we blew a lead <laughs> against y'all. We almost beat you guys, but um. And, you know, the funny thing is, um, scrolling through Instagram, seeing all these comments, and scrolling through Twitter as well, the Jets just chirped us the entire time on Twitter. Did yeah, you- it was awesome. They were just chirping the Coyotes the entire time. But, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting um, milestone. Under- or milestone. It's, it was an interesting um, moment, 100%. I didn't watch it mainly because of um, I had work until 1030, and the game started at 1030. Mm-hmm. So I was already tired as it is. So, I mean, that's part of the reason why I didn't watch it. But, um, it's yeah. kind of funny, too, because didn't the old Jets go to become yeah. Phoenix? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like the connection. It, it all just came together. And like, I think that's day. probably why they did it. The NHL used no, it there at the downfall. Did. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, anyways, we got to move on a little bit quickly here. Uh, Devon Dubnik has retired from pro hockey at age 36 <laughs> and has joined NHL Network as a broadcaster. The 2004 14th overall pick played 542 games in the NHL from 2009 to 2021 with the Oilers, the Preds, the Yotes, the Wild, the Sharks, and the Avalanche. Always was one of my favorite goalies. He kind of just fell off a cliff since he left Minnesota. That's kind of really what there is to say about that. Um, Sean Couturier is out three to four months again. This guy hasn't played since, I think, November of 2021. Maybe December. I'm not sure. But he has not played for a while, and that does make you very concerned if you're a Flyers fan, 100%. Mm-hmm. As well as that, yep. uh, James Van Riemsdyk is also out uh, six weeks. So, 
Uh, Adam Boquist for the Columbus Blue Jackets is also out six weeks with a arm injury, so that is very rough. Hopefully he can return from that. And last but not least in our headlines, Lou Lamorello is 80 years old. He is the first GM in the NHL in their history to GM a team at 80 years old. And when I heard this, it, it kind of made sense why they did nothing this offseason. Yeah. He forgot he, the offseason. He still thinks it's the offseason. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> 80, 80 is crazy, man. He's too old to even know what day it is. So I don't think it's an accomplishment that people like think it is. Like I, I, oh, I, he's been a GM forever. Yeah, that's I saw it and thought it was I wonder really... they haven't won a cup in a while. I yeah, saw it, I, I, I don't saw know. I thought it was very strange. Yeah. Um hey, good for him, I guess. It's yeah. I don't know how he's still getting paid, but I guess so. Keep getting that bag. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, we got to do it somehow. I mean, hey, I mean, like he's getting paid, he's providing for his family. Yeah. I respect it. And although he's although he's doing nothing for the Islanders team, I respect it. All right. Anyways, that does it for headlines. I think that's most of the headlines that have happened in this past week. Uh, but we're gonna take a break here. We're gonna move on to our next segment, and this one's gonna be dedicated towards our man right here, Jack. All right, we'll be right back, y'all. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back. So coming off of teams that, you know, aren't surprising where they are for some people, we're going to talk about a team that has so far surprisingly been pretty good, and that is the Chicago Blackhawks. This team right now, is, although they lost to Buffalo at the time recording this podcast, is actually third in their division right now with nine points. They are 4-3-1 and one as of right now, and that loss was in overtime, right, Jack? Against, against yeah, Buffalo. today, yeah. Yeah, so they did get a point out of that as well. So they are, they look solid. Uh, they look pretty good so far, and it could be just the early start, and we could look like idiots come next week. <laughs> but, but Jack, I want to go to you first, since you're the big Blackhawks fan. We don't talk about your team too much. What are your thoughts so far this year? Yeah, they've looked good. Uh, I mean, every shift, they're out there fighting and working harder than the other team. I mean, that's that's pretty much been the uh, story this year. They, they just go out there and fight. Uh, every single line, man, it's 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 really fun to watch. Um, I mean, you guys got you got guys like Lafferty, Dickinson. I mean, Tyler Johnson, Taves has stepped it up this year. Uh, yeah, so all of them, they're, they're working hard, man, and it's it's been fun to watch. Uh, when you compare the roster from last year to this year, and you you look at being beginning of last year and how bad they were compared to this year, I like I was not expecting this. I know it's early, but yeah, they've looked good. Yeah, and comparatively speaking, this team, like, they just look more competitive. And they're kind of like a team, like, I don't know, let's say, let's throw in Philadelphia as an example. They're a team that, you know, they weren't looked at to be competitive. They weren't looked at to be good. They were looked at to be terrible. And I'm going to be honest, as a Flyers fan, I said this team was going to be terrible. I said they were literally going to be, like, last in the East. They were going to be that bad. But, I mean, so far, they've looked like they may have not looked good in all their games, but they looked competitive. And I, I think that's exactly what they needed. Luke Richardson as the Blackhawks coach has done a really good job at doing so. And I knew that when this, when this team was rebuilding and this team was going to have a lot of like, Oh, who's that? No name players on their team. I knew some players were really going to take a step up and perform pretty well. And so far there's been a couple teams that have done or a couple teams, a couple players that, have, yeah, there's teams on the Blackhawks that have done that. Um, <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, there's been a couple of players on the Blackhawks that have done pretty good so far. Max Domi is another, is one of those players that look solid, uh, seven points so far this season. Jason Dickinson as well was an acquisition late there too. 
Um, Sam Lafferty, like you said, a player from Pittsburgh that was looked at as almost nothing. Traded for an AHL player. Yeah, exactly. Has looked pretty good so far. And Taylor Radish as well. Uh, one of those young players who actually, if I'm correct, didn't he have chemistry with a um, with some of these players down in the minors? Radish did with uh, Stroman to bring it. Oh. So, well, but they're gone now. So no, Never mind. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, so far he's looked good too. And, I mean, overall this team just, I think, looks solid so far. And it may be early, but – I'll ask you guys this question. Are the Blackhawks better than we think? Whoever wants to start with that. I mean, I guess I'll go. Um, <clears throat> I don't I don't think they are. Like, they have proven themselves against some pretty decent teams, but if you look at the teams that they've lost to and then compared to the teams they beat, like they lost to the Avs, lost to Vegas, lost to Edmonton, like those are, and Buffalo, obviously, those are some solid teams. But then you look at some of the teams that they beat, San Jose, they're not that good. Detroit, they beat in overtime. That's a pretty solid team there in that Atlantic division. Seattle, they're not that great, like pretty much at all. And then Florida, who they beat, but the Flyers beat. So what does that say about Florida? Um, oh. And then, yeah, so I don't, I'm honestly, I, they're probably a little bit better than we think. I don't think that they keep this up though. They they gotta maintain this. Max Domi has to maintain his pace. Dickinson's gotta maintain his pace. Tyler Johnson, same thing. The only person that really looks like they can maintain their high scoring pace is Patrick Kane. I I don't know if these other guys have have the have the wheels to keep maintaining it. But well, no. yeah, I'm not saying they're gonna be like oh third in the division. They're gonna make the playoffs, but maybe no, 100. Maybe they finish like sixth or seventh and do a lot better than we think. And I think the biggest thing that like, I mean, like, I don't think they'll be absolutely horrible. Like we said, they were going to be just from these couple of games. If they can stay like competitive and keep up with these teams, like um, with the loss against Edmonton, weren't they leading in that game and against Buffalo too, they were leading. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that could be just a blown lead, which I mean, Vancouver does a good job of doing that, but um. You know, I still think that, like, if they can stay competitive, I think that's enough for an acceptable team this year. So that's just what I think. They're going to be a team that's hard to play against. That when teams play Chicago, they know that it's not just going to be a walk in the park. They're going to have to work to win that game. Like the Oilers did. That game was a back and forth. Drysaddle had to show up big. Um, like the big stars had to show up clutch time because the Blackhawks are just, they're there. They're just going to be a team that's going to steal points if you're not prepared for it. Um and sometimes with these teams, when they go into a season and everybody has like no expectations for them, they're the ones that like, hey, we got nothing to lose. Like that Canadians right now, they come off the 32nd overall finish and they're actually starting good this year. And Slavkovsky scored today and so did Caulfield because the young guys are just able to play their game. And that's what I think we're seeing with guys like Radish and Lafferty. They're just, hey, we have a chance in the NHL. Let's just play our butts off sort of thing. Yeah, and that's what I like seeing. I like, and this is why I kind of like rebuilding teams. And Arizona yeah. did this last year too. I, I like seeing players that like nobody knows about for sure like, coming out of nowhere and doing really good. Uh, I know you guys likely don't know him, but Liam O'Brien, somebody for Arizona last year while they were rebuilding, came out of nowhere, looked really good. Uh, when Philadelphia was god awful, just unwatchable last year, players that kind of came out of that. Were, the, were both Jack and Noah Cates. Um, 
Wade Allison came out the year before. Like, I just like seeing players that, like, nobody knows about coming out and taking a step up and proving themselves and making themselves solidified players. So, yeah, do I think Chicago keeps this up? No, they could fall off a cliff as soon as next week or as soon as the next game. But, I mean, it's good to be happy right now. And I know Jack is probably pretty happy right now since Chicago sports aren't that good right now. Right yeah, now. exactly. I'm, I'm a big Chicago sports guy, if you guys don't know. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're mid. I'll say that. Very mid. Very yeah, mid. not as good as Philly sports. We're on top. Dude, um, Philly I think is for Chicago too. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say Philly's buzzing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think for Chicago, too, if Patrick Kane's playing at a high level, it's good for them as well because you want to keep his value up in case you do want to move him at the deadline. Exactly, yeah. You don't want him to, like, falter off and struggle like everyone expected the whole team to do. So if he's, like, playing really well, a team who's, like, just needs one more piece to contend for that cup, they might risk it all on Patrick Kane in <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and this is good too. And this kind of like backs up what you're saying. Somebody actually commented this on on my TikTok when I talked about the Blackhawks doing having a solid start. They said that this could be a whole plot by Chicago to just improve player value, and I think that could be and, huge. And yeah, I mean, that's like, probably what's going on right now. Yeah, whether they I mean, like it or yeah. Come deadline, King could get dealt, Taze could get dealt. Hell, Domi, Athanasiu, yeah. those guys, yeah, that whole line. Kane, Domi, yeah. Athens, do you? Yeah, like, they're perfect deadline so acquisitions. Right they could just yeah, get they, dealt out to a team and they could get a huge return, especially for Patrick totally. Kane. Totally. Even that's Sam Lafferty, like that's a third or fourth line guy, just a hustler. Yeah, yeah. you could get some huge return here and maybe you can make this rebuild better than it may seem. But obviously we don't know what's happening come no. deadline. Blackhawks could be, who knows, Blackhawks could be, first in the division they could be insane but, i mean anything could happen yeah. I mean, like we'll be honest but i mean yeah um blackhawks right now they look solid do they keep this going probably not but i still think they will be a competitive team and hey maybe this is in, improving um player value so i don't know yeah all right but any last thoughts on the chicago blackhawks so far got anything hopefully they keep it up <laughs> oh okay so moving on now, we're going to talk about a team that has been, I mean, like, I don't know if it's surprisingly bad, but they've been surprisingly worse than people thought they were going to be. The Anaheim Ducks are one and six and one right now. They played eight games. They have three points. They have a point one eight 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 point percentage, and they are minus 20. They are the worst in the NHL. Excuse me. They are worse than Vancouver. This team is just awful right now. And people said they were going to be like, oh, they're probably going to like finish fifth place. I even saw some people on TikTok saying, yeah, they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, they're a good team. Yeah, they'll, they'll make the playoffs. They'll do great. They're a good team. They'll make it. They've been god awful. Like, I mean, like on yeah. every single cylinder too. Like, I mean, Troy Terry is having a good season so far with nine points. But apart from that, this team just doesn't – just isn't it. Like, it just, like, doesn't look like a good team overall. The goaltending is struggling. Carter will go into that in a second here. But this team just doesn't look good at all. So, whoever wants to chip yeah. in first, talking about Anaheim, just doesn't look so good. Right yeah. Now. I mean, I don't know if this team was going to be a playoff team. They probably won't be now. But 
I mean, Pacific is not very good division. It's probably the worst in the league, but it's still, you know, still pretty good. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know if they were destined for the playoffs, but they probably aren't now. But, yeah, obviously we expected more from them. Uh, young talent, just, I mean, pretty pretty decent team. Uh, but, yeah, slow start for them. I think that could be just it. I think it could be just a slow start, but I mean, like, let, let me take a look at their competition. I, Carter might go into this, but let's take a look here. So they've played. Okay. So their last loss was against Vegas. They lost four, nothing. They played Tampa. They played Detroit. They played Boston. Uh, they played like three straight games against the Kings. Oh, wait, no, they wait. No, that's, that's preseason. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm stupid. Um, they started off the year against Seattle and they won. So they started their season one and oh, and then they just got pummeled and they haven't won since they started off the year with a win and they are on and seven game losing streak right now. They only have one point in that whole entire thing, whole entire streak. I guess who that one point was against Boston, baby, Boston. <laughs> um, the best team in the league it took them that long to beat the worst team. So oh, I know yeah, Carter yeah. has some stats to go over. So well, I'll let I'll let Max go, and then if he has anything, no, 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 he's just making. Fun. You got nothing. Yeah. All right. So I was so I was kind of looking through their um their thing and kind of like always looking at their games. Some of these games, like they don't look winnable for that Ducks team. Though the only one that honestly seemed winnable was the Kraken maybe even the Islanders, those like, if you were starting that season and going through that, that looks to be the only team. So kind of a tough couple matchups to start like, and six out of their first eight games were on the road. And we saw how that worked for the Canucks too. Like that's never really something good for success at at the start of the year, but again, and then kind of going into what their issue could be. I don't think it's John Gibson. I think their issue is that defense. As, as much yeah. as you want to say that Gibson hasn't looked good, this man has faced the most shots out of any other goalie in the league by 10, the next closest being Thatcher Demko, and that and the Canucks have sucked. He's also made the most saves out of any goalie. Out of any really? goalie in the league, he has made the most saves with 206. At, at the time of, like, before all these games started today, he had the most saves with 206 out of um, every goal that's been shot at him. Um but he has like one of the worst save percentages in the league. So at what point do you feel like he's giving us chances to win and we're just not helping him? No. The Ducks just aren't helping John Gibson right now. No. And I feel like that's that's their biggest issue. Yeah. If you can't help your goalie, you're not going to win hockey games. It doesn't matter how many points you put up. If you're not there to back up your goalie, you're not winning hockey games. I hate to say it, but you're not going to sure. win hockey games. And to add on to that, uh, analytically, they are the fifth worst team um, in expected goals against, which so they're allowing a ton of chances on Gibson. And the offense isn't there to help out at all because they're the second worst expected goal differential yeah. at a minus 6.67. Um, the only team worse than them is the Coyotes. So they're not playing good defense in front of Gibson, who's doing all he can, but then it's not like they're playing better offensively to help make up for it. They're just bad on both ends. Yeah. They can't defend. They can't score. Like that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. You, you can't win hockey games like that. And then kind of looking at their stats here, Zegris five and eight McTavish four and eight 
Troy Terry been the only one who can actually do something mm-hmm. with nine points in eight games. Like the rest of this team, just all I'm seeing is like other than Vetrano and Strom, all I'm seeing is twos, ones, and zeros. Like they just can't click right now. I don't know what it is, but they're just not clicking. Again, this isn't a team that's supposed to contend by any means, but their game should be a lot closer than this. And yeah, it's just not looking like a great team right now. Yeah. And I mean, like, again, like it is early and they do have one more game in the month and it's against Toronto. Not a winnable one. I don't, I don't think. think they win that one either. But then, then again, though, Toronto did lose to San Jose and they did lose to LA. So they're on a, they're on a Pacific road trip. So, and those are for teams, especially teams in the East. Those aren't easy ones to win. No, they aren't. So I, I don't know. And, and like, this isn't just a problem. These, like these stats that we bring up aren't just from this season. This has been kind of stats for a while. Um, I think they, maybe they haven't been as bad, but they've definitely been since down by the bottom for the past couple of years now. And, for sure. and I think the, those Gibson stats that you brought up, Carter, I think those have, he's been up there in most shots against and probably maybe most saves for a long time now for his entire career, basically. Yeah. This defense just honestly ain't it. And it's kind of like Vancouver where it's been a consistent problem for the past couple of years. And I think they're relying on the prospects, Jamie Drysdale, um, Pavel Mintukov, I think is the guy that they got in last year's draft. You know, this team, yeah, McTavish as well. Like this team, you know, they're trying to rely on the prospects to improve that blue line, and they, I mean, they did bring in John Klingberg, but honestly, it hasn't been. He hasn't, looked, he hasn't looked great either. No, they're just yeah. like honestly, like this team just ain't it right now. Well, he's he's supposed to help their offensive game too, and like looking at it, he's not done anything. No. Yeah, if I'm Anaheim, maybe you try and be like Vancouver. Maybe try and make a trade. Try and turn this around. But like right now, and like we're like the first people that are talking about this too. Like I, I haven't seen anybody talk about um, Anaheim having a horrible start to the year like they are right now. So I don't know. Can they turn it around? Probably not. I mean, like, let's take a look at their upcoming schedule. They play San Jose, Vancouver, San Jose, uh, then Florida, then Minnesota for the first five games in November. So they could probably win three of three or four. Maybe. I, I think they take those. Like, honestly, the only winnable ones looking at that schedule is the first three. Yeah, like I think they, after that, they're I, not they're not beating uh, Florida, not at all. Minnesota, I don't think they beat them either. Chicago, as we talked about, they Chicago's going to have to keep playing good at that point to maybe make that another upset. But they could, yeah, but I mean, I don't, like, I, don't I can't see it. Um, I don't like I don't like this Anaheim team right now. Yeah, no, and the people yeah. were people were really hyping up this team too, for like, sure. People were saying into the Zegras hype. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it was. Everyone was oh, buying into Zegras and being so hype. No, they just haven't looked like it. And I think maybe the reason why could be Sonny Milano. Maybe that's why Zegras was so up there last year. Just, could just be. saying, it's early. They had some good chemistry. Yeah, it's early. I'm not going to go crazy, but that honestly, you know, could be it. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll see there. But anyways, we're going to take one last break. Actually, sorry. And do you guys have any last thoughts on the um, Chicago Ducks? Stuff? So. 
Nope. All right. Well, we're going to take a little bit break and then we're going to go into a fun topic. It's Halloween. So we're going to talk about some Halloween jersey Ooh. concepts. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back. So to wrap up this final ep- or this final segment of this episode, the Halloween special of the Nordcast, me and the guys are going to take a look at some Halloween themed NHL jerseys. Now, I haven't sent any of them to anybody. I think I sent one to Max as like an example of what we're going to yeah. So I think it was the Rangers one. I think he knows what it's going to look like. So obviously you guys can't see the jerseys. That kind of makes this really stupid. I just now realized that. But um, I will be giving credit to the people who made these jerseys. It's NovaCastFan.com. I will have a, um, a link in the podcast bio that supports these guys. Uh, I'll probably donate some, of, some money to these guys as well. See the nice little PayPal logo there. But yeah, I have my screen shared. Uh, this, this segment may get uploaded to YouTube actually. So um, – yeah, anyways, we're going to get into it. So these te- so these jerseys are in a completely different order. We'll try and go through them as fast as we can. If anybody has any, like, rapid-fire reactions, whoever wants to react. All right. Starting off, Edmonton Oilers. Look at this thing. Man, that's sweet. Look at I that. actually really like that. That's hard. That's nice. I really like that. It's got the, that's awesome. It's got the eyes on the sleeves. It's got, like, everything's melting. It's got the giant eye on the oil. Yeah. Oh, I I didn't even see that. I think that looks. Imagine McDavid in this thing just cooking up the uh, people on defense. Man, I wish the NHL would do things like this because the NBA has like their city jerseys and they have just like different theme night jerseys. Yeah. And I know the NHL sometimes do that, but like they do like military appreciation hockey. Yeah. Yeah, but they only wear it for like warm ups and then it's back to their regular jerseys. I wish they would actually wear them like in the game. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like with jerseys like that, with the hockey fights, cancer, I think it'd be difficult. But like with these kind of jerseys, yeah, yeah, it'd be very cool. And I think great. a lot of different marketing opportunities, like the reverse retros, are great. But like this kind of jersey, get creative with it, guys. Very cool. Exactly. Next up, Vancouver. Ooh, got to like they made the runner guy look like a zombie. That is their reverse retro logo, right? Yeah, yeah. that is. It kind of does look like the reverse retro, just spooky. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's very cool. I like. Yeah, it. I, I don't mind this one. Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. nice. It's pretty nice. I like it. Maybe they win some games wearing it. Who knows? Uh, next up is Toronto. What the heck is going on? <laughs> 1967. That's funny. Wow. <laughs> that was I the first thing like I noticed. Logo. Oh, yeah. At the top there, I just saw it. <laughs> the logo is very distorted. Yeah, they got, like, the trees on the sleeves. They got a tombstone and, like, a cross down there at the bottom. I think that's a very oh. cool concept. It yeah. is. That definitely says playoff chances on it. Right on the tombstone. Oh, uh, that might actually say it. I think it does. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just assuming. Uh, next up, Nashville. Ooh. That's- Ooh. Oh. I like that. I like that. It's trippy like to the it. eyes, but I like it. Yeah, it's like the skeleton predator. That's kind of cool. Okay. No, that's actually fire. I would really like the NHL to do this. It would create so much more marketing opportunities. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of scared of whatever that thing could have ever been. I'm scared of it. It looks like a dinosaur. A it kind of looks, yeah, like that's a what dinosaur. It is. looks like some kind of prehistoric animal. That's sick. Next up, Philly. Nice. Yeah, that, that one's heat. That one's heat. It definitely gives off the Halloween feel, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the, the fires are orange, so I guess it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But, yeah. That is a pretty nice jersey. 
definitely not one of the best ones, but yeah, it's not I mean, one it, best, it's but it's mid. Next up, Colorado. Ooh. They, they oh that okay. This is my favorite so far. I like that <laughs> one a lot. That's with nice. the seat. It's a nice looking jersey. Yeah, they had a lot of potential with the uh the Bigfoot, and I like the melting sea. That looks very cool. Yeah, my favorite that's nice. I just love the color scheme. I think that's what makes this look so cool. Just like it looks that's great. Nice. I yeah. definitely agree. That definitely goes well. Yeah. Next up, Ottawa. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. I like that one. Oh, that's fire. The, the that's red eyes. Very eyes. good. Got the skeleton skull. That I like that <laughs> a lot. That's that's very cool. Next uh-huh, up, yes. uh, Carolina. Ooh. That's sweet. Kind of got the wavy feel there. Oh, by the way, this was made in 2021, so I don't think Seattle will be on here. They might be, but I don't think so. So. That's fine. Sorry, Kraken fans. Oh, wait, they might because it's um, October 11th when this was made. So maybe. maybe. Um, it says bunch of jerks and take warning on it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, they had a lot of potential with that. I think they did good. Yeah. Uh, next oh, up, and get it, get it like the eyes in the middle, like the eye oh, of the storm. Yeah, the the eye of the, yeah. That's clever. Next up, Pittsburgh. Just yeah, like that's Okay, nice. that's nice. That's very cool. That's nice because I'm biased for the black and yellow but oh yeah very now nice. i'm scared for the Bruins one if there's like some creepy meth bear oh <laughs> <laughs> next up tampa bay hmm. nice that one's nice yeah get the lightning bolts they had, they had some potential there i think it looks cool you can see like the yeah. clouds kind of and like the bolts mm-hmm. out of them i think that's a very cool jersey uh rangers this is the one i showed max I yeah yeah, yeah that one's sick this nice. looks interesting very dark with the bloody eyes. Yeah, the Liberty guy's dying. Even purge vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Great I think movie. that's really nice, though. I like the yeah. numbers too. I think that looks cool. Uh, next up, Vegas. There you uh, go. See, Vegas has a lot of potential stuff like this. Too. Yeah, that's clean. Yeah, yeah this would be a nice, and this would be cool if they did the glow in the dark type stuff, like if the logo. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That would be very cool. Uh, for Vegas, definitely. Next up is Los Angeles. Uh, eh, the logo's kind of blended in a bit too much for me. I yeah, put out a bit more. It's like Other the like, than that, it's nice smoke coming through there. Yeah, kind of interesting. I don't know. It's all right. Um, next up is Anaheim. Oh, that's, that's nice. nice. I think they had more potential. It's really nice. I'm gonna be honest. They definitely had more potential. It's still oh, nice, it's but clean. I like the. Yeah, it's clean. I think that's yeah cool. that's a nice looking jersey. Um, next up, oh, oh, Minnesota. <laughs> it's like, what is this? Oh, <laughs> I um, wish, again, I wish the logo stood out at all. If the logo stood out more, oh, it's, oh be- I see the bear more now. Okay, yeah, it's like a star constellation almost. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I get that. Bear. Okay, I didn't even notice that. Until I didn't even see the bear. I just saw like the top, but then I see the teeth. Yeah. If the, I kind of changed my mind a bit. If the logo stood out more, though, still, I still think it looked very nice. But I still like that jersey. That's very cool. Uh, next up is I can't even tell us some of the Islanders. Islanders. Look at this. The fisherman. That's, that's sick. sweet. Okay, that's this one's my favorite. Cool. I think. Oh, it's like an underwater city too. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's very cool. I like that a yeah. lot. That's yeah, a, that's, that's one of the nicer ones. Oh, bro. it is a. It's the what is that? That's actually kind <laughs> of clean. That is kind of cool. Uh, I got like the bloody teeth. I like that. I figured that's the route they were going to go. And I 
don't hate it. I don't I hate it. I know a lot of people don't like that bear, but there's. I have no idea what the Hawks are going to do here. I like the meth bear. Oh, Jack, you're acting like this is like actual official. Like these are fan made. <laughs> like, what are the Hawks? Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, just the way I worded that. Yeah, that did. Yeah, I see. Uh, Florida. Ooh. It's three yeah, heads now. Yeah, three heads. I don't know That's why, cool. That reminds me of the uh, the Moncton Wildcats. One of the yeah. teams. Actually, yeah, it does. Like it when does I look at that, I see that that logo. Yeah, okay, it's kind of cool. I like the the claw marks on it. Yeah, the scratches on the side. Yeah, I think that's very cool. Uh, next up, Washington. Ooh, wait. You see the capital down below. I like that. The screaming eagle. I think that's very. I think that's nice. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, that's it. I guess there isn't any more. I guess they didn't. Dang, no Hawks. No, or any other teams. Hold on a second. Let's take it. Let, let me let me scroll the globe real quick because that took a little bit shorter than we thought it was going to. Let's let's uh, let's scroll the globe. See if there's any uh, spooky themed jerseys. Look at this one. Pumpkins. Oh, uh, yeah. That's interesting. Um. Happy Halloween. That's like an actual official jersey. We should cop that. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's it for um, our Halloween jersey concepts. I thought I figured there'd be like all thirty-one te- or thirty-two teams, but guess not. But yeah, out of all of these, which one's your favorite? Which one do you guys think was the best? In your, opinion? I like the Islanders one. Bring my bias aside. Burns one is very nice. Um. Let me, let me scroll through these again. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I might honestly, I might go with Colorado. I like Colorado's a lot, but the Islanders one I thought was very cool too. So yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, that's all. That's all we have for today. Uh, that's yep. all we have for the Nordcast um, episode numero seven. Uh, we would like to thank you all for listening. We'd like to thank Max for coming on for an episode. Thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Max. It's a pleasure. Yeah, man. I don't think we talk about it too much, but I mean, like, hey, you're the sole reason why this stuff even exists. Yeah, like, I appreciate it, man. You I were one of my it. inspirations at the start. I think, Carter, you were one of his inspirations, too. Um, yeah. Appreciate you, it, guys. You really did um, grow hockey TikTok. Yeah. It's, we all just like having fun, and it's a lot better to have fun talking hockey with a bunch of other hockey fans from across the world, basically. Yeah. So. It's always good. You guys are doing good work, so keep it up. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. uh, but yeah, anyways, it does it for episode numero seven of the Norcast. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, for I suppose on the on the past couple podcasts, we'll try and get episodes out each week. So expect another episode uh, in the coming week as well. But anyways, uh, and I'll throw in here too. We have been talking to some other hockey TikTokers. It's not just Max that we talked to. Um, we're going to talk to um, some Habs fans, some Senators fans, and some people who maybe have followed me back as long as the Nord- Nordic and Mark podcast. Podcast I have of Marcusi. He might be coming on the podcast very, very soon. He's seeing the good work that we're doing. There's another Bruins fan. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll have him on too, talk about the Bruins. Yeah. But, and then as well as that, we've been talking to other NHL players quote-unquote talking so um yeah we're we're trying to get some more recognition and we're going to bring you guys some very good content but anyways thank you all very much for listening fries pros late we really do appreciate it we'll see you guys in the next episode of the pod thank you for listening peace out thank you